You're listening to the MBS by BSSF podcast with me, Bradley Goldman, sports nutrition specialist and founder of the nutrition program NBS. Here we have my co-host, Jennifer Barker. Hello, everyone. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome and buckle up for our no bullshit approach to all things fitness, nutrition, and much more. If you're returning for this week's episode, welcome back. Clear the room of any little ears, turn the volume up, and let's get to this week's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the MBS Podcast with myself, Bradley Goldman, our co-host, Jennifer Barker. Jennifer, say hello. Hey, everyone. And the tonal coach, the first tonal coach on our podcast, Mr. Pablo Escobar, who I very lovingly now call Pablo fucking Escobar. Pablo, say hello. Oh, hello. Sorry, I'm trying not to like giggle the entire time you're saying that. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. You should absolutely giggle, giggle for saying that. If you guys don't know who Pablo Escobar is, just type that into Google. That's not who we're having on the podcast. Um, but Pablo. That, would be, that was, would be a really special guest for sure. Oh. <laughs> to say the least, that's a different version of the supplement industry that we do not need to talk about. Totally. So, totally. Pablo, let's make it, let's tell, tell us a little about you. Tell us a little bit about your credentials in the fitness industry prior to being tonal. Um, let's start with that. Yeah, so I'm a personal trainer here in San Francisco. That's how I started out. Then I got, uh, I'm also a boxer and I got uh, MMA conditionings, like I'm an MMA, a certified MMA conditioner, uh, conditionist and uh, Exos uh, performance enhancement specialist. Um, I studied a lot. I did some Stronger You. I did some other things for powerlifting and Olympic lifting. And I also got um, some sports related like basketball and soccer recovery certificates to make sure because a lot of my clients are athletes. So I wanted to address a lot of their issues as well. So I just started getting a lot of specific recovery uh, certificates. But my favorite obviously is like the Exos performance enhancement and the MMA conditioning specialist. I just love those. No, that's awesome. So your, your history in sports, that's something I've, um, you know, obviously I, I don't see it through the tonal app. Tell us more about what got you so interested in uh, being sports specific. Yeah. So um, when I started working out, I'll, I'll just say when I started working out, I really loved it, but I really did it to combat like mental illness um, hundred percent. And I was like, all right, I'm having all these symptoms. I need to like start doing something. So I started working out and it really helped me, but I found that, um, I wanted to do something a little bit more to build up my confidence. I really wanted to feel like I could do something and like growing up and all that stuff. I always did a little bit of like boxing and other sports here and there. Um, and it really did challenge me and I loved that challenge, but I, hated working with other people okay let's be honest like i'm a gay guy i loved girly things like i loved fashion so like being in a basketball team i was like okay none of these guys want to talk about fashion shows like i'm not (laughs) but i loved like sports and so i was like all right let's let's really start to get into sports so i got into it myself boxing especially because i was um i was a victim of a hate crime Uh, my ex and i at the time we were jumped um by a group of five guys they shot at us they didn't hit us but they shot at us they tried to run me over with their car calling us faggots the entire time and i was like oh all right i I know how to work out, but that's actually not going to make me be able to defend myself or feel confident when I can. So I I started uh, boxing and I started just like taking boxing lessons that made me feel like 
I could defend myself or I could defend someone that I loved, you know, and I fell in love with it. And I've just been going with boxing ever since. And I, I coach boxing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that made me fall in love with sports specific things, um, modalities and exercises. And I really do love performance and I love now training, uh, individuals to be better at rugby or soccer or basketball or boxing. I get a lot of boxing, um, inquiries. No, that's very cool. Sorry. I love that that from just a woman's perspective. Like I'm a, you know, a single mom here in Denver. And I obviously have to think about those things when I come home at night and I'm home alone and like something goes bump in the night and I've, you know, I got a baseball bat, but like, I love boxing. It's probably one of the most like um, empowering things that I've ever done from a physical standpoint. Um, So glad to hear that that's really what you went for um, as an individual. Thank you. Yeah, Pablo, in, in, you know, uh, now we're definitely, this is, this is the nature of our podcasts. Uh, you know, I, I'm unfiltered. Um, yeah. You talked about battling depression. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I actually had, uh, I was diagnosed with something called borderline personality disorder, which is a pretty extreme. There's a lot of like emotional regulation, a lot of self-harming behaviors and like explosive outbursts. And I had some like disassociative issues and that was not working for me. Like I'm (laughs) not going to lie. You know, I was like, Holy shit, this sucks. Um, And so I was like trying to figure it out all the while I was in college. uh, My, um, my major is psychology. So I'm learning a lot about this and I'm seeing in everywhere, every single thing that talked about how to deal with anxiety, depression, even like neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's was get out and move, move your body, do something. And I was like, movement is medicine. Like, holy shit, we need to fucking do this. Like, I need to do this for myself to try it out because I I, I can't keep like breaking down and having weird issues with friendships and like kind of being this like monster that I, I it actually it felt like I was being possessed. Like I, I didn't, I don't know how to describe it. And I was like, this thing is too big for me. I need to have some tools in my arsenal. And so, yeah, like I, I dealt with a lot of self-harming behavior, a lot of really extreme like drug use and, and sex and all that stuff. And that was all really destructive. And I didn't, I was tired of it. I, I, I didn't want to be locked up in my brain anymore. I needed to do the opposite, which is get in my body and let things out and do stuff. Yeah. And I, I like, I like that you brought that up. You know, you said you did a lot of drugs and self-harming behavior um, from, I just, so, you know, prior to uh, where we took be strong, safe fit, which is the company MBS is the program. Um, prior to that, I was uh, I was a personal trainer uh, in Beverly Hills for almost uh, 10 years mm-hmm. um, and De- Beverly Hills kisses up against West Hollywood. So the LGBTQ community was a giant portion of um, my uh, clientele population. And I feel like um, with that community, uh, drug use, um, and mental illness very, very much go hand in hand. Um, so to hear that you used fitness as an outlet, um, especially while you were studying, uh, psychology, that's, that's very interesting, which kind of brings me to my next question. I know that you went to grad school. You, you, Mm -hmm. uh, looked for higher levels of education. Tell us a little bit about that. What'd you study? Um, tell us all about that. Yeah. So I I went to grad school because I wanted to get into clinical psychology and working as a therapist. And I did. And that's what I studied. And a lot of my grad school was actually around like um, experimental design, but also a lot of like therapeutic interventions. So um, in grad school, I was a drug counselor. (laughs) Very interesting. It was awesome. But like you, you learn a lot. You learn a lot about people's behaviors and how they are affected by it. Right. 
And um, when I graduated, I was a therapist. And so I worked in therapy for a while. Um, and I worked in social service therapy. So I didn't do any private practice. It was literally, you know, I worked at this little like family clinic and people from three different counties would come to me because I was wow. in those three counties, the only male who did what I did and spoke Spanish. So I had a like a huge male clientele from like all these different counties. And um, it was great. Um, and actually, really funny story. One of the things that I would always do with all my clients is take them through a workout before we did anything. Interesting. Love that. Loved it. And I wasn't a personal trainer. I like, I actually like, it was so successful. I taught a little Zumba class to like yeah. moms who needed some, you know, like just resource guides and case managers and stuff like that. Taught a little Zumba class. People loved it. And it was getting to the point where my clients were all coming in in workout clothes and yoga mats. Wow. That's yes. hysterical. Yeah. And my, my clinical supervisor would always tell me, he was like, I love that you're doing that. But if you really want to try this and you want to go into it, like for legal reasons, you need to like be certified in exercise and, and you're not, you exercise a lot and you love it and you really know how to talk about it. But you know, like that's beyond your scope of practice right now. <laughs> and um, I, I thought it was great, but I will tell you like therapy can be very draining at times. Yes. It's hard to hear people like go through their issues, but then having to deal with insurance and, the politics of like everything kind of being removed from mental health, I got really discouraged. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to help people by, by fitness and becoming a personal trainer. So I made that transition afterwards, but I loved grad school. I weirdly, I'm like a, I'm a huge idiot outside, like in the world, but I was a really good student. I was a really good student and I had been like in and out of psychiatric hospitals. I was going through stuff and I still graduated grad school with like a 3.9 something GPA Wow! and undergrad, like first years of undergrad, I, it was really tough. I had no idea what was going on. Once I got a hold of it, I was like, I'd never got anything less than like a 99% in any class. Like I loved school and I love psychology, but yeah, like I have, there's a huge spot in my heart for like academia. <laughs> it's as I, I feel, I feel like the, uh, the outsider in the room, uh, you and Jennifer both went to grad school and then also found oh, fitness. Yeah. yeah. I found fitness. Jen, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have my, um, I got my MBA actually normally MBA, um, is two years and I did it in 11 months. So I'm also that same one. I, I threw myself into my grad school experience and absolutely adored it. I was very lucky. I got to take a full year off and I just went full time. And I, I think grad school taught me a lot about like my work ethic. Um, and then as when actually after grad school was when I really decided that I wanted to find who I wanted to be. And that's where nutrition came into play. I love that you talk about mental health and nutrition or nutrition and exercise, because that was really, um, when I figured out what I wanted to do on this earth was when I figured out how mental health and exercise tied together. Um, I have a weight loss journey story. I lost 90 pounds and I would not be the person I am now mentally or physically had it not been for exercise and nutrition. So right. um, thank you for sharing that with, with everyone here. Um, cause that's not something that a lot of people talk about. I mean, even to this day, like I'll talk about the fact that I have depression and anxiety and people are like, but you look, everything looks so perfect on paper. I'm like, that doesn't mean that it is perfect. So I love that you're able to talk about that pretty openly. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I find it, it's one of the most important things to talk about because 
I mean, we're, we're human beings. We also, all humans have some sort of emotional life and emotional self, correct? And sometimes we don't have the tools to deal when it gets a little out of hand. And that is completely fine. That is okay. There's yeah. so many tools out there at, at our disposal, but we may not know it, or we may not know that they might work. And yeah, I, I, I want to be open about this stuff because I know at some point someone may look at it and be like, okay, if, I mean, if you would have known me when I was like my like mid twenties into like early thirties, you would have been like that train wreck. <laughs> doing this now? Like I look back, like my friends that knew me back then are like, whoa. <laughs> Yep. I, I, yep. I, I like the hot mess, the hot mess express right here. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I honestly, like without sounding great, I'm actually surprised I survived it. So I, my mom one day told me, she was like, I, I want you to understand, like, you really are a survivor. You tried to take your own life a lot of times. Like you really are a survivor. You really fought really hard for something that was like the most uphill battle, you know? And that you know and, and in tonal we talk a lot about what is mental what what is strength to you and that isn't anything i consider as strength my mom was always like that means you're really strong and anyone you anyone who went through something like something really emotional which is really heavy depression anxiety those are heavy to be able to come out the other side and live live a fulfilling life while managing that that is like strength beyond. So yeah. And there's still triggers every day. There's still triggers, right? Like whether it be some social media thing that somebody posted about you, or I have a 13 year old daughter, like life is hard and going through a divorce, like all of that can be so, so draining. And we just have to be kind to each other, I think more as a, as a society. So, and, and also to recognize that mental health is a real thing that we should talk about on a regular basis. There's so many people who are afraid of saying like, I have a problem and they suffer in silence. And that is just absolutely not okay anymore. Like we need to be able to be open and honest and upfront about who we are as people and say, I need help from time to time. So um, I'm so happy to have you here and to talk. Yeah. About it. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And you're right. Pablo, I want to pop back for a quick second. You know, I think it's very interesting that you went, um, you went, you found uh, psychology and looking deeper into mental health and that as a profession. And then you found fitness. I actually did the alternative. I actually, when I was in school, um, when I was a undergrad, uh, I thought I was going to be a therapist. Um, and I ended up, <laughs> my degree is now in communications and marketing. And all it does is not keep me warm at night. It's a piece of paper that I'm not sure where it is. Um, <laughs> but um, when I was a personal trainer, you know, what people don't realize, and even the registered dietitians that work for us, you know, we try to keep it to the science as much as possible. We try to stick to, you know, what we do. Because at the end of the day, those of us that don't have your background shouldn't be meddling in that realm. But when it comes to fitness, nutrition, and emotion and mental health, it's really hard not to have all three oh, yeah. cross paths. And our registered dietitians often, you know, they're trained uh, in their graduate program. They have to do something called uh, motivational interviewing so they can deal with that a lot easier. But the, uh, the emotional aspect of fitness is so closely tied to your mental health because like, I know for me personally, about six months ago, I mean, there's nothing I love more. I mean, maybe there is maybe ice cream um, but there's, <laughs> and, and my daughter, my daughter, nothing takes precedence over my daughter. Um, but there's nothing I love more than a 45 pound bar and a couple of weights and some chalk. There's no, there's no better place for me. If I'm in a, if I'm in a shit mood, if I'm in a rut, if I don't know what to do with my life, 45 pounds is always gonna be 45 fucking pounds. But even in my darkest hours, 
those 45 pounds don't mean shit. It doesn't matter because you're just in a hole. So for you to use, not, not even knowing what you're doing, you're using fitness and movement to get endorphins going before going into the therapy session. I think that is like the most brilliant fucking thing I've heard in a really long time. That's really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. It was just, just from reading it. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll do burpees and push-ups and <laughs> bodyweight squats and a walk. And everyone, I was really surprised that everyone loved it, you know? And it, I, I look back at a lot of my clients and I'm like, oh, I hope they're okay. And they're great. And they're lovely people. And yeah, like, yeah, it was a little experiment that turned into like a very lucrative career that I really want to keep giving back to everyone. And in like, um, in honor of all the the, the clients that <laughs> I did that to, I want to make sure that I'm always treating everyone with respect and dignity that they deserve as my personal training clients and all that. Well, I think everybody, everybody's had that moment where they're on a, either their bike or they're in a yoga class or they're t- having a really hard workout and they break down like you. I mean, I've cried in enough yoga classes to know or in a boxing session of just like, this is all the emotion and it finally pours out. And I don't know what it is about exercise that does that to us, but it is really, um, it's like that little key that unlocks a part of you that um, maybe can't come out other any other way. So what, yeah. a, what a cool thing that you did for your clients. No, oh, thank you. Let's let's shift gears a little bit, uh, just a little bit. Um, now, uh, this is where, as if we didn't start talking about topics that most people won't touch uh, on podcast. Um, Pablo, you are a tonal coach. Tonal has made such headway in the fitness industry in the last five years. Um, I was not a believer. Um, I, like I said, I'm traditionally um, I'm trained as a powerlifter. Um, and when Jennifer and I uh, got a tonal here in the house we have in LA, uh, I was like, okay, like whatever, let's do it. I honestly, I wish that was what I got in the beginning of the pandemic. Trust me, I love my garage gym, yeah. but the tonal is one of the most impressive pieces of digital fitness equipment I've ever come across in my life for so many reasons. But with that said, with it having this massive growing platform, you're a tonal coach. You're in the spotlight in an industry where being a gay Latino male is a very high minority. Oh, Tell yeah. us about what that way. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and let's be honest, both of us are tattooed. Yes, oh. tattoos are more accepted now, but that is not something. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay's got her little heart. Being heavily tattooed and being respected as a professional, that also makes you another level of a minority. So tell me a little bit about how you became a tonal coach, what it's like to be the diversity and minority voice in this industry and just tell us about your experience. Yeah. Um, so the way tonal came about, um, so tonal started in San Francisco and I knew that they had been going for months interviewing, interviewing coaches. That was like, it was this tiny little company when, when I got a hold of it or when, when I came across it and I guess what happened is they spoke with Liz Lutch for Dr. Liz, right? And they really liked her. She is incredibly impressive. So they, they spoke to her and they asked her, do you know any other trainers that you feel are like good, you know, like are, are educated and. Oh, sorry, Paula. No, 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 no worries. Yeah, no. So, so the, they asked us if she, she knew any other coaches that were like skilled at what they do and also had like, I guess, dynamic personalities. And she was like, all right. And so she recommended Paul 
me, Jackson, Nicolette, Natalie. And we were the first batch of coaches to be hired at Tonal. We wow. all worked at the same gym called Diacati. And Diacati is a um, this very elite gym in San Francisco that is amazing. And we, I, they are, they constantly push education, continuing education. They give seminars and they teach you all this stuff and they're wonderful. And, um, they're, I cannot recommend Diakati enough, but, um, I remember (laughs) Liz came up to me and was like, Hey, I think you would be good for this thing. I cannot tell you what it is, but trust me, are you interested? And I was like, I've done a lot more for a lot less information. Like, let's do (laughs) I trust this. Let's go. Like, I got you. And so she was like, oh, okay. So she like uh, connected me with um, the like head of content and the one um, uh, coach that they had who was developing all their fitness science, uh, Kelly from um, Exos. And so um, I scheduled an interview. Not, I thinking it was an interview. It was actually an audition. I had no idea. I go in and immediately when people talk to me about like psychology, my like therapist hat comes on and I'm like, well, yes. And <laughs> exercises. And they were like, oh, okay. That's all they said. And then um, I, it, it, like the camera was on my face too. And I was like, what the hell? It really, it was in a scary alley. And the whole entire time I'm like, <laughs> I've seen enough horror films. This is a snuff film. Like, I I want to look good. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, let's just do this. And so, um, yeah. So I was like, all right. And then the guy asked me, he's like, "Hmm." Ryan Vance asked me, he was like, "Um, tell me a good movie you recently saw. And I was like, bitch, sit down, grab off your yellow teeth because we're doing this right now. And I just like started talking about a movie and he was like, boom, that's it. You obviously have the education. Thank you. But this is a personality that we want. Good. Uh, He's like, you're it. And it was great. It was wonderful. A week later, I got the contract and um, we went to meet with everyone and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. It was like everyone that I knew and it was great. And I loved it. I, 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 I love being a tonal coach. Um, I love that they really do focus a lot on science and they, you know, cause there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of fat so much. social media stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, like take it down, you know? <laughs> and um, they're, they're great. And so, um, you know, as, as it started to like develop and grow, I saw that a lot of people were, were reaching out, asking me about stuff about fitness. And, and I loved it, you know, in, in San Francisco, which is a like super gay city. A lot of my clients originally started out as gay men. And then I, I actually trans men were, were the majority of my, my clients at first. And then, um, you know, I started to get a lot of athletes because of my, my background and, um, you know, I, I didn't really like think too much of like, okay, you know, how are people going to think of me? Like here I am training a bunch of trans men, gay men, and then a bunch of athletes like, cool. Everyone knows that I'm good at what I do. Wasn't until tonal when I started to realize that people don't always think that way. And like, <laughs> like it's, it's not bad, but there was a lot of people that were like, okay, yeah. And I especially saw like, like cis straight men who were like, yeah, I love to work out hard. So obviously like, you know, Pablo's for my wife and I'm going to do this. And I was like, okay, like, Mm, I mm. never experienced that, but all right. And I was like, I think I do hard classes, but you know, (laughs) not to, not to cut you off, but you were, you're, um, this is how you and I connected. You were the first program that I chose on tonal. You were the first four week program. that I was like, I looked over and I was like, this guy, we're going to do it. 
So, and, and I'm, and I'm a, I'm a straight male. I'm a straight, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm Latino and, and American, I guess. Um, but no, you were the first instructor that I picked. Definitely no. straight. Yeah, right. No, yeah, for sure. No, thank you. You know, that, that wasn't something that I had never considered that that was a thing. And then, um, you know, like the whole country starts doing tonal and everyone gets it. And I was like, oh, th- this is this is a thing, you know, when, when the community first started, there was a few like homophobic re- remarks. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to this, you know, cause now you have a team of people that are also trying to help you respond to stuff. But um, honestly, everyone in the community, I think is really awesome. But um, I, I, I do kind of understand that I'm kind of pushed at, to the side a bit as like, that Pablo's who you work out with because, you know, our wives want to work out with him and like, that's it. But my favorite, my favorite thing is when all of a sudden some straight guy, you know, maybe his last name is Goldman or whatever. (laughs) Some straight guy works out with me and they're like, holy shit. I was wrong about this guy. Yeah. He's going to give you housewives and golden girls references. Cause I'm not going to change my personality or who I am. You shouldn't. he's they're like but you're not going to be able to mute him because you're going to be like on the ground sweating because you just got your ass handed to you and i'm like thank you <laughs> I, I mean i never doubted you like i said i looked through the programs and yours seemed the the most interesting but there's a couple things i want to go back to yeah. um before i dive into even in today's age you felt pushback as a gay latino male i'll get to that later but i want to go to the other thing you said you know they're, they're very science-based and uh, Jay and I, like I said, we run uh, NBS. Um, we, at some point last year, we decided that we weren't even going to have coaches. So uh, I don't care if you're a credential through pre- precision nutrition, AS- NAS- NASM. I say, I didn't give a shit. I was like, we're bringing on registered dietitians um, because we've seen such a push because of predominantly social media in terms of nutrition and in fitness. We focus strictly on nutrition, yeah. um, a push away from the science and genes- just into the 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 initial gratifying mar- money-making marketing machine. Now you're laughing, I know. But, you know, I, 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 nobody likes when I say this shit. I'm like, I, science doesn't care about your fucking feelings. So uh, <laughs> data over your feelings. I hate to say it. Um, but with it being so science-based and so data-driven, um, when it comes to implementing that on tonal, because if you look through, I'm going to say, I haven't done all the programs. Clearly, I haven't. But any of the programs I've had, I've looked through, they make sense. You know what I mean? Like I did, um, there was one of the quick workouts I did. I forget who it was with the other day, but you were one of the, like one of the videos on it. It was a goblet reverse lunge, single leg, single leg movement with a front load to a single leg step up. Okay. Side loaded. Okay. Still single leg movements into those fucking ISO hold chops. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Anybody that's like, those ISO hold chops aren't bad. I'm like, you can go fuck yourself, first of all, okay? Because yeah. I want you to do those three in progression. And I'm sorry, I'm a power lifter. Yeah. I love leg days. I will train legs over any other body part all day, every day. Legs, hands, quads, glutes. Don't ever give me a chest exercise or a bicep exercise. I'll be fucking bored out of my mind. Yes. And I was like, these ISO chops are fucking bullshit. <laughs> but they're, I'm like, in my mind though, like as I was going through, I was like, I don't do, I don't do the accessory movements. Like I don't fucking care. And I was like, I first thought I was like, okay, whatever. And then I got into the decision. I started going through it and the science brain to me, I was like, this makes total sense. Yeah. Like, I like, like literally I'm like, where it was in the programming. I was like, if this was in the beginning, if this was the first movement, I'd be like, okay, why the fuck am I doing this? But because it was the last movement in what was almost like a giant set, it was reverse lunges, step ups, 
uh, ISO hold chops, reverse lunges, step ups, ISO hold chops. I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm floored right now. I'm floored at how fucking difficult this is because my legs are not weak. So no. that's really no, impressive. Yeah, that, you know, what I, I, I you, you said earlier that like you weren't necessarily sold on it. So I remember when I got to Tonal, I was like, okay, this is cute. Like, I like this, but I'm like, you, yeah, I'm like, give me a barbell, give me kettlebells. Like, that's the shit that I love, you know, and give me a, a, a heavy bag. Like, that's my workout all day, every day. I got this. And so, um, you know, it, it, I was like, cool, th this is cute. And even the, the 200 pound thing, I was like, all right, two, 200 pounds. Like, yeah, you know, okay. People who like to like kind of work out, this will be good for them. Hell no. I got humbled real quick. I was real like, quick. Okay. It is a hardcore and I loved it. And I love that they really are so, so heavy on the science because ultimately the science is how people do the best, not necessarily like quick fixes and all that stuff. Like none of that shit works. It's about consistency and it's about knowing how to do that. Let me, and I would always tell my clients this, like when you come with me, let me take care of all the science stuff. You just show up ready to go. If you've got to work through something, I can change things around. We can talk about it, but we are here to, to work out. And I work out with my, I used to train my fiance and it was so cute because, um, he hated me in the gym, but loved me outside <laughs> of it. Cause I would be like, and like, like you, like, unfortunately, you know, the, the therapist would kind of leave at times. Cause I'd be like, stop complaining. Like, why are you crying? I'm not here for you like, to support you emotionally. I'm here to build you up because this is what you want. Like, do your I'm damn job. Love. Yeah. And he was like, you're a dick. And I'd be like, if you can call me a dick, you're not working out hard enough. Yes. I that love sounds that. like, who does that sound like? Radley's taking uh, me through a few workouts and I'm like, oh my God, who are you? Where's the, where's the kind boyfriend again? <laughs> yeah. The boy, the right? brain turns off real quick. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Like, so let's go. I was like, how's that work range? Yeah. And it's like, exactly, exactly. And it's almost like, you do, you push even more because you're like, I know what you want. I love you. And I'm going to give you the best version of me. Yeah. And the other thing about tonal that I really appreciate, you know, there's things, um, there's certain movements, you know, where you've seen people modify shit on all that on the tonal. Um, like I personally, because I have, I have an L4, L5 herniation. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way the front squat feels on the tonal. It's just because of the way the load is distributed. Yeah. But like, I mean, you've seen my Instagram, like, I love front squatting. Like my, like right now my programming is, I think I like two fifty five uh, for next week for uh, three sets oh, yeah. of five rep or the four, five sets of three reps. I love a front squat yeah. for me personally, because I can't Olympic racket is the only reason I don't really like the front squat on the tonal. But I love the fact that if you like, there's no back squat on the tonal because it doesn't make fucking sense to have on the tonal. Like they didn't just throw it in there because they're like, Thank Hey, you. yeah. They were just like, you know what? This is a movement we should do. It. I'm like, no, how, one, how are you going to get the position? I'm sorry, but the load and the distribution of how that's going to sit on you is going to be fucking garbage. And they yeah. really like, if you really think about it, there's a reason that the only real barbell leg movement is a front squat. I mean, barbell front, front loaded, excuse yeah. me, a barbell top loaded uh, leg movement is a front squat. Right. It makes sense. So when oh, people come, yeah, when people complain about the front squat, I'm like, or well, you see them saying they're like, oh, I actually back squatted. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Don't do yeah. No, I, I can get that way at times when, when, when I see people like saying that they're trying to back squat and I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. And like, I will be like, thank you 
for your ingenuity. <laughs> your ingenuity. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. Like, thank you. And like, I, you know, and, and I also try to really sell in like, one of the reasons why front squats are incredibly important is the core work and the core activation needed for that, which is why they're both more challenging than a back squat, but they take, they, they relieve pressure from the back. They, they really help you. And you want to get into your quads, let's do some front squatting. You know, there, there's a lot of, and I know that you guys, especially, especially in nutrition can, can understand this. There's a lot of unlearning that you need to, how do I say? Um, toning, toning, toning. Right. The word toning. Right. Like how many massive amounts oh, yes. of reps, Ma- more reps, less weight. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's nothing wrong with being a woman and being able to lift a shit ton. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. But most yeah. women have that in their brain that, oh no, I'm just going to use five pound weights and it's going to be great. But that is not how you get a body that, I don't know, looks like mine, for example. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Girl, girl, say it. You ain't got to be humble. <laughs> That's the thing I love about the tonal, though. You know, with the tonal technology, and like you said, like, it's it's humbling right out the gate. I remember my first, actually, Jennifer, when she, I don't remember what was happening. She just did, like, a little 20-minute, like, bicep and back workout, and she was annihilated for, like, two days. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the thing I love about the tonal technology is it learns you. So, like, even if you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you're hurt or injured, you lower the weight, whatever. But it pushes you. Like, it's like, okay, we can feel how much you're pushing, how much you're struggling and it's not enough. So without you having to make the adjustment yourself, you don't have the choice because you're literally mid rep range. And it's like a little heavier, right. little heavier. Oh, we're going to do drop sets. Oh, we're going to do chain sets. Yeah. You Love thought it. this was going to be light. You can, you can, you're going to die. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, one of the big things that I'm loving that I, I, I don't know if it's like an intentional thing with tonal or, or not, but one of the things that I'm really loving about it is that it has taught people about different, like, you know, chains and eccentric mode and really taught people like, oh, I need to kind of repeat things if I want to get strong. I need to kind of really monitor my range of motion and the time under tension and get a better understanding. And I think it's it's helped a lot in people understanding how to um, be a better lifter. And I love that. Like I'm, you know, that this is one of the things that I love about Tonal. I really fallen in love with with the product. You know, not just because like. I'm getting paid for them, but like I am a big advocate for them because I think they're amazing and they're making um, fitness a lot more accessible, mm-hmm. the science behind it, you know, and that's incredibly important. And what's cool too, I mean, you know, Jennifer and I, you know, Jennifer spends a lot of time, uh, she's, you know, traditional bodybuilding splits, mm-hmm. back day, leg day, arm day, shoulder day. I, prior to having the tonal, I'm, I got lazy during the pandemic. I was like, all right, I don't, uh, let's just stick to my traditional powerlifting blocks. I got a squat day. I got a deadlift day. I got a bench day and I got a front squat day. That was it. And with the tonal, it's putting me into different planes. Like I'm, I am more athletic than I am. I'm more athletic in my thirties than I was in my twenties. And that's strictly because I'm literally like, there was a, it was like a row. I, I don't I remember what it was. It was, it was like a, I don't know. It was like a, it was a rotational, it was like a rotational pull and a press, but it was, it was no, 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 no. It was like, uh, I don't know. There's, I probably posted in the tonal community. I don't remember what it was. The, the plank rows are the ones that always get me like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's like a full body movement, but you're like 
holy cow, like every part of me is involved in this motion. It really, they're, it's such a great piece of equipment. I really, I can't speak highly enough. Yeah. It doesn't let you just sit into the discipline. Like, even if you're like, I just want to lift. Okay, great. But there are different lifting disciplines. And if you choose any of the programs, yeah, it's going to take you through regardless if you want to or not, you're going to work through different disciplines. You're going to work through, you know, single leg movements. You're going to work through explosive movements, eccentric movements. These are all things that most people traditionally in a gym, and let's talk, let's be honest, tonal markets to the general population. Mm -hmm. The general population is going to go to the gym and do the basic shit that they see. I'm going to bicep curl. I'm going to bench press. I'm going to squat. And when you get the tonal, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm doing, I've seen these in the gym. I've seen somebody do this single leg hinging thing. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm doing a bird dog row. It's like, what? I'm, I'm doing a half kneeling pal-off press. And you're like, these are things that like, I personally, I would never program into my workouts. Cause I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll skip that all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause, um, with, with my clients and a lot of people, I, and I, I don't know you as a personal trainer ever experienced this, but like, I would actually get some pushback from clients who were like, oh, but yeah. I, I don't understand why we do that. Like I, that, that's not going to build this muscle up or whatever. And I would tell them like, if you want to be fit, like to really be fit, you kind of need to do a little bit of everything. Know where things are for your goals. Like, you know, if, if you want to be a marathon runner, endurance training is going to be a pretty big deal. And strength training your lower body is actually going to be a big deal. You know, right. stop blocking that. But, um, it, I, you know, I would talk to, to clients of like, okay, we have to do like this periodization where you have to go through specific moves and then we just change that and we have to change rep ranges because your body adapts really quickly. Once your body is adapted, you're not going to see any changes. That's right. how pla- that's how plateaus happen. So we have to be smart about this. And like I talked to everyone about train changing things up, you know, not throwing everything on the floor and just like going for it. Like it doesn't make any sense, you know? Right. Um, but it, it, everything has to be intentional, but everything has to change your body. And like, I, I used to say this, your body wants to go to like the path of least resistance and it mm-hmm. wants to just settle as fast as possible. Yep. And so knowing that you have to be smart enough to know how to use that to your advantage. Right. So kind of train everything and then you'll be on top of the world. Your body will be like, I'm a machine. I can do it all. That's great. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to just before our listeners, because our listeners are, I feel like we're coming from the place of like muscle confusion, just so you guys listen, just so there's no muscle confusion is not a thing. There's no science that's going to back that. What Pablo is talking about is making sure to train different disciplines, but apply some kind of what we call progressive overload in the process. So like what I see a lot in the uh, Facebook group, the official tonal community, you know, people complain that, you know, there's certain movements that are, you know, like if every uh, like, I don't know, like, let's say we did one of your programs. Um, I, you know, and front squats are programmed every single week. Yeah. They're programmed every single week, but the load of the, the movement progresses in some way, shape or form every single week. So just because you're doing the same movement doesn't mean it's going to stimulate your nervous system in the same way we are working on changing the progression and the intensity of that movement. I just had to clarify that because if somebody no. says muscle confusion to me, I'm going to punch them in the throat. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. you. You've heard there's like a Greek um, legend or myth where um, there was this man who wanted to get strong. So what he did is he put a calf on his back and every day walked around for the calf for the entire calf's life. Calf became a cow. That man became the strongest man in Greece. And I was like, that is how we think of it. And it's also, fitness. yes, yes, that's, that's, that's the like epitome of fitness. It is yep. 
progressive, progressive overload, and you, your body will adapt and you will see the benefits there. Pablo, I feel like you, you, Jennifer and I can probably talk for hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to push this forward. You're clearly going to come yeah, back yeah, on the podcast. Ahead. Yeah. We're clearly going to have you back again uh, for season four or something like that um, for a guest <laughs> episode, but I want to jump into some more fun questions. Yeah. Being an expert in the industry, you've seen it all. And we've all been victims to all the crazy shit out there. Jennifer, why don't you tell us first, what's the craziest diet that you've ever tried in your life? I mean, I did isogenics for like two years, mm. like cleansing, like every six days where I would eat, wouldn't eat food for 48 hours and I would just <sighs> drink this weird ass tea. Yeah. I mean, I, I was an MLM person. I, yeah, that's probably the weirdest one that I did for the longest time. So Pablo here, let's hear um, it. Okay. I, I actually have never dieted i probably i i I like the idea of like trying to be as smart with with my food and just understanding i've never had but someone told me once the best diet is the water diet and i was like what the hell is that and they're like (laughs) you're hungry drink a glass of water and that's it every time and i was like oh hell no what i was like that is disordered eating if i've ever heard it (laughs) to a to a t i mean what is it is it isn't it the vogue diet the one where it's like uh, starts off with a seven ounce pour of sauv blanc or something like that yeah no you have a glass you have a bottle of sauv blanc for like you have for for breakfast you have two hard boiled eggs then you have like a bottle of sauv blanc for lunch and then you have like two more hard boiled eggs for dinner and another bottle of sauv blanc and i'm like i'd be so drunk (laughs) oh my god how would you move anywhere that was that was like, I think that was an article posted like in the seventies or something yeah. it like circulates every now and then around the nutrition community. Pablo, let's jump into a couple more things. Um, first real quick, uh, on social media, <laughs> which we spend way too much time on Pablo, <laughs> what is the craziest piece of fitness or nutrition advice that you've seen recently, or that you've seen in the past on social media that just gets under your skin? Um, you know, there's a quite a bit actually i'm sorry i know that's loaded yeah so i'm like okay (laughs) the one that i i hate i hate is um the tummy tees oh god when it comes to and everyone's like oh this is weight loss to do this the tummy tees i hate that and i find it i actually find it really um dangerous and i'm like Mm -hmm. what you're doing is promote well like this is gonna sound weird like you're promoting explosive diarrhea like that's yep. all doing Thank that, you. that sucks like what no 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 no. be a little smarter um and then the other one are a lot of i, I just see this a lot on social media do our thing and in eight weeks you go from here to here and i'm like that has not happened in eight weeks mm-hmm. um every, everything is this get get big quick and it's like you know i feel like build in patience like that is such an important thing and and discipline and dedication um yeah i saw this guy one who was like he put all this weird ass shit on him and he started doing all these weird moves and he was like that's how you get fit and i was like no there's no point in like literally wearing a bench on your neck like (laughs) what hurt yeah yeah he was like this is how you get fit put a bench around his neck like held like a watermelon between his legs and started doing like pull-ups and i was like you're gonna fucking kill yourself like what the fuck i swear this this is the problem with social media man it's like you what people don't realize is you have an audience and if you have an audience and you're doing even if you're doing it to you know in a satirical way like there's gonna be somebody out there that's like yes this is what i'm gonna do and it's like no just no like i mean going back to just the the benefit of doing the same shit over and over again jennifer leg presses 
either single leg leg press or bilateral leg press every single fucking week. Yeah. And it progresses, whether it's rep range, whether it's load and all that. And like, if anybody's seen Jennifer, you know, she looks good. It wasn't by doing fucking backflips and uh, whatever other weird shit you see on no, social no media. bands that I wrapped around the machine and then yeah, like, 12 different no. ways. <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah. all the same thing. Well, or people ask me like, how long did it take you to lose your 90 pounds? And they expect me to say like four weeks. No, that's not how it worked. And also it wasn't a linear, linear journey. I uh-huh. lost some weight. I gained some weight. I lost some weight. I gained some weight. And then I figured out what worked for me. And I finally got to my goal weight and I live in maintenance now, but I still have to work at it. It's not like I just got here and now I'm done. This is an ongoing journey that we're going to live in forever. That's what fitness and nutrition are. That's what being yeah. healthy and fit really are. And, and actually I, I like something that, that you said, uh, about lifting heavy weights. I will always recommend to people lift heavy weights. Like you won't, it's so beneficial for not, not just like whatever you want, like your specific goal. It's great for your bone health, your joint health, all those things to be lifting weights. Like you're going to be okay. And men, I don't, I hate this. I'm like, men, do some flexibility work, do some yes. mobility work because you will get stuck and then you will never progress and you will get hurt. Yeah, Bradley, what are you doing? Yoga these days? A little yeah, yoga? I started actually, I finally found a physical therapist. Uh, he's uh, one of the physical therapists for the Armenian um, the Armenian wrestling team. Uh, mm-hmm. He, like, he'll do things with me because uh, he'll do, he'll put cups on me and like, we go through movement. Like, it's not just like letting there. It's like, yeah. it is one of the, I don't care. I used to have a raw deadlift of 560. My back squat used to be 485. Like my bench press used to be 367. I think on a body weight of 172. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cupping with movement is the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. And the only thing harder than that is fucking yoga. And I try now and I now try to program yoga in at least once a week because right. honestly in my 30s, like yeah, I've got a physical therapist now. I'm I'm injured. Like I still want to lift quote unquote heavy in perspective to where I used to be, but like yeah. I want to continue to do this. And if we again going back to what I said about tonal, the thing I really love, it doesn't just let you focus on the disciplines you like to. Stop just bench pressing. Stop just bicep curling. Focus on multiple disciplines because like one of our registered dietitians, actually our lead registered dietitian, Afton, she says that all the time, lift to lift tomorrow. Yes. Lift to lift tomorrow. Exactly. So uh, Pablo, one more quick question. Then we're going to jump in to let you plug all the social media for somebody that's just starting out on a fitness journey. What is the one piece of advice that you would give them today? Okay. Um, get off of social media, like truly get off of social media because you will not get any good advice. And the biggest thing is learn, like, aside from like learning critical thinking skills is uh, what works isn't sexy. So just ignore all that. Best piece of advice, talk to a certified professional because they will guide you in the things that have been proven and backed up by science, by history to be working. And they will find what works for you because everyone is different. I'm I'm, I'm different from both of you. You are different from other people. And we have to take that kind of into consideration. So speak to, and if you can't afford one, there's always people who are willing just to do some consultation for a little bit. It's like, you have a lot of tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos. The saying goes, a cheap tattoo isn't good. A good tattoo isn't cheap. 
unfortunately you do have to put a little bit of, of money and effort into getting the best. If you want the best results, you have to put a little money and effort into getting to understand like what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you follow, uh, uh, Cooper from the garage gym community. Um, he's just a big, he's a big YouTuber that has like, he's literally just made friends with like all the big companies, rogue rep, all that his, his whole saying. And I think this is great. Um, and I think Jennifer and I can attest to this is buy once, cry once, buy once, cry once. So, you know, invest, you know, you think it's, you think it's expensive to hire an amateur or so like you think it's expensive to hire a professional, just wait till you hire an amateur. And then you have to hire the professional to undo all the problems that you just, yeah, exactly. So Pablo, last little bit, plug all your social media. Where can we find you? Do all the things. Plug Tonal, give them all a shout out. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm on Tonal, so you can go to the Tonal social media website. There's my social media at The Exorcist SF. That's T-H-E-E-X-E-R-C-I-S-T-S-F. I know it's a lot of words. I also have a random little podcast called Scared Gay. We are on Instagram at Scared Gay Podcast. Um, you can listen to us wherever you want. If you like horror movies and you just want to hear two gay guys be inappropriate and silly and stupid and judge horror films like we judge hot guys who are messy (laughs) (laughs) amazing uh jennifer why don't you sign off real quick and then i'll sell close everybody out thanks everyone for listening everybody we'll see you on uh the next episode make sure you check out pablo if you have a tonal make sure you join the facebook community the official tonal community pablo's always in there um i'm always in there jennifer's always in there pablo's always there to answer questions he's phenomenal uh and with that said we will see you guys next time thank you all for listening Hey, everybody, and thank you for listening to another podcast. For more things MBS, you can always find us on Facebook by searching my name, Bradley Goldman, or you can go to facebook.com backslash NBS by BSSF. You can find us on Instagram at NBS by BSSF. And of course, remember, always do something over nothing and focus on progress over perfection. And we'll talk to you guys next time.